You're listening to the Inbound Logistics Podcast with today's guest, Gary Baracco, Director of Global Product Marketing for Amber Road. When it comes to managing your supply chain, handling all that data and minding all those details is not unlike wrangling the ingredients for a gourmet meal. But effective oversight of all that visibility can either be a recipe for success or disaster. It's all in how much you use. Gary Baracco of Amber Road joins us to share his insights on how to keep your supply chain cooking. Joining me today is Gary Baracco, Director of Global Product Marketing for Amber Road. Gary, thank you so much for joining the Inbound Logistics Podcast this morning. Thanks. It's great to be here. It's great to have you. Gary, uh, can you give our audience a little bit of an introduction to who you are, uh, a little bit about your background, how you got into this industry in the first place, and maybe what you do with Amber Road right now? Sure. Uh, As the Director of Global Product Marketing for Amber Road, I'm responsible for developing strategic product marketing direction, but also presenting the Amber Road brand and our solutions worldwide. Um, As, I believe, a platform evangelist, I think it's really important that we talk to the folks in the industry about topics that are critical and important to them not just to uh, show that we are sharing in in a lot of their same pains, but also that we can understand how to address uh, their pain and their issues and challenges uh, with software and automation solutions. I've been working in in global trade and supply chain management for over 15 years, uh, and I've been with Amber Road for four years as the company I was with was acquired by Amber Road at that point. And uh, today we're going to be talking about supply chain visibility, which, uh, as we said at the top of the show, can be a recipe for success or disaster. Uh, It depends on how you use it, how much you use. Uh, Can you explain what that term visibility encompasses with regards to the supply chain? Sure. And I I love that we're talking about this as a recipe because, you know, if we equate analogies to things that are uh, in our everyday life, it makes things easier to understand. And so as we're uh, cooking, I know I started baking a few years ago, and and the recipe for baking uh, is really exact measurements at times. Uh, You have to get the right amount of salt and and yeast in in order to get the bread to rise, for instance. And at times, when we look at that analogy to what we're doing in our business world, uh, we need to make sure that there is a balance of all of these pieces that will come together to create uh, that recipe and, and make things go as planned. We have to understand, though, that in, in today's global supply chains, when we ask for complete end-to-end visibility, we're really looking for uh, the holy grail um, and the ultimate recipe, for instance. Um, but but is that really what we're looking for when we talk about complete end-to-end visibility? We have to understand that there's so many definitions of supply chain visibility, and, and I, I don't know, I know my inbox has at least one or two emails a day that talk about visibility in our supply chain. Tracking a container from origin to destination is just one aspect. But really, what is the value that we're looking for, and what, what does that provide? 
if we were just tracking that container, do we do we know what's in that container and and to whom its contents uh, belong to, or is responsible for tracking that container across the border? Uh, what import regulations apply to that container, and and which purchase order correlates with that container? This is all important information that is part of that visibility recipe. So true global supply chain visibility really is so much more than just tracking a container, for instance. It, it, it begins even further in the product lifecycle. It begins at the product concept, and, and it extends way into the receipt of payment. All of the functions in between the product concept and the receipt of payment require visibility. And so therefore, it requires comprehensive technology that embraces company-wide transparency. And, and when I talk about company-wide, this also includes all of those external parties that are working with the company. True global supply chain visibility is so much more. It begins from product concept, and it extends into the receipt of the payment and every step along the product life cycle throughout. And it requires comprehensive technology that, that embraces company-wide transparency. And when I talk about company-wide transparency, I want to be sure that you realize that this is all of the external and third-party service providers that we're working with within that company. So it's not just solely tracking a container. What I, the, the things I mentioned, the correlation of all the data describing what's in that container, the, the design, the sourcing, the, the manufacturing, the classification, um, the purchase order, and, and the shipment, and the regulations, and, and the cost, and so much more is in that container than just the goods. All of that data and the correlation of that data and presenting that information in a consolidated platform is a key to success, and, and this kind of information then will enable that true global supply chain visibility. But it, it, it doesn't end there, of course. The story goes on. Right. Now, on the flip side of that, customers who want to try and look at every bit of data uh, can fall prey to analysis paralysis and simply have too much information, right? Oh, so true. And, and today, even even more data is available to shippers, right, where it's enabled by the rapid evolution of, of all this real-time tracking and GPS data sets and, and the Internet of Things and, and the technology enablement of, of global trading partners through mobile solutions, and, and we see that to continue to grow. But more data isn't always better, and, and sure, it's good to capture data and store it, but we often get clients ask us to include too much data in, in their reports, for instance, right? And this is a typical scenario we run into during implementation. What happens is, is first, the reports then become too heavy to generate rapidly and, and present actionable data. And, and then they find they're just bogged down sifting through the reports and, and the data. So instead, Companies should utilize a, a consolidated global trade platform that can aggregate that data from multiple systems and allow for management by exception. We cannot manage every process in the supply chain, but it's much easier to be alerted to what is the exception. And that's the best way to, to manage all of this data coming out at us once. So how has digital technology evolved 
the way that companies process and manage all of that data? Uh, technology solutions have come so long, and just in the past decade, and companies that seek to stay really on the forefront are, are embracing the, the advances that give them an edge over the competition. Uh, the traditional method of building a supply chain has been to, to work with third parties who have expertise around moving goods to and from distant lands. Freight forwarders and customs brokers, they, they do help companies navigate these complex waters, but certainly these entities are going to continue to play an important part of the supply chain. But there's this rise of the Internet and the digitization of our businesses. And, and so that's created a chasm between the old and, and the new methods of conducting global trade. And, and really, this is where global trade management solutions and the market was born. Uh, it's difficult to pin exact birth date of, of global trade management solutions, but if we think about the turn of the millennium, I, I would think that's a good guess because we've got – the meeting of, of the, the Internet and the uh, prevalence and availability of um, digital solutions. Uh, and so I, I would say in the late 90s and, and early 2000s, a lot of companies began developing software to help digitize all of these cross-border processes and, and from sourcing to logistics to, to trade compliance. But they were certainly siloed systems. Uh, as things evolved through through vision and investment, a few companies realized that a, a truly valuable solution would enable all the global supply chain functions to be on a single platform, and hence the genesis of the GTM, or Global Trade Management Solutions, world. But as I was saying, though, a true global trade management solution is more than a platform than a point solution or a software module. The idea behind this is the kind of system that provides the ability for a company to digitize all of the supply chain information and all of the processes. And, and visibility is gained through the digitization of this data. It brings design and sourcing, manufacturing, compliance, and shipping into that single central location. It enhances communication both internally and externally and, and ultimately takes the guesswork out of your global trade business. So providing one version of the truth and, and the whole truth for all of the, the departments and all of the external parties to benefit from that shared platform and that shared data. Now speaking of the evolution of the supply chain, uh, we at Inbound Logistics have identified a trend that we, we call supply chain impatience, which is a direct result of e-commerce and things like the Amazon effect where consumers no longer feel like they need to wait for their stuff. Uh, how is that attitude forcing the supply chain to adapt? Yeah, I just, I just love the, the term supply chain and patience and, and, and uh, I'm so glad Inbound Logistics has coined it that way because really we've seen the retail industry bear the brunt of the changing consumer dynamic for the past few years, but we, I think we started to realize it in, in late 2016 and 2017. And the shifts that overturned the industry in 2017 certainly showed during the holiday season. Uh, the place of e-commerce and shaping today's retail landscape is, is no longer in dispute if it ever was. Mm. And, and the new norm for consumer expectations has been established and is here to stay. 
Um, Amazon's disruptive effect has, has put two key strains on supply chain professionals, and, and they are, first, to ensure inventory availability across a broader network of distribution points. And the, and the second is to get product to the, to the consumer in days, if not less. And, and trust me, um, I'm an Amazon shopper, and, and I have those expectations, too. Right. But uh, from the supply chain perspective, the effect bears down on every step of the, the shipment process to ensure reliability and accuracy. So, you know, smart logisticians are, are properly orchestrating the fastest and the cheapest means of moving goods from factory to consumer. We know that isn't simple. Uh, I once heard uh, Kevin Holy and the, the Vice President of Global Operations at New Balance, one of our customers, and, and Kevin said, and I'll quote him, logistics is a little bit like plumbing in your house. As long as it's working well, you don't tend to worry about it or care about it, but the moment that stops working properly, it escalates to probably become perhaps the most important issue in your home and certainly in your business. Um, and any anyone who's experienced power outages like we have recently, um, you realize that yeah, plumbing is pretty important when you um, when you don't when you turn on the tap and the water's not coming out. Um, so likewise, uh, keeping goods moving, keeping the water flowing in your tap, particularly to fill these new uh, consumer demands is is full of uncertainty and variability. So, you know, when we look at it, regardless of the way we're moving goods, whether it be on ocean or air or small small parcel, a lot of time is being spent managing how to get those goods to the consumer uh, in the fastest way uh, with the the lower cost. And and what what I think we need most is the agility to be able to react to the obstacles in the way, right? So agility is one of those other keys to the ingredients to the recipe. Mm-hmm. Uh, agility is a desirable trait in the supply chain. And, and in a broader sense, every other feature of a supply chain relies on agility being present. It's kind of like the yeast in the bread. Mm-hmm. Um, without it, um, you can't lower risk and you can't respond to the ebb and flow of demand or reduce cost and the bread won't rise. Um, it's a philosophically simple concept, but, but it's difficult to execute on a consistent basis. So agility can only be realized if you have visibility, which is what we're talking about in, in framing our, our topic today. And, and you, you know, basically, when you think about it, you can't dodge out of the way from an approaching train if you don't see it first. Right, right. Now, if we focus on another aspect of the supply chain, like speed to market, how can having that visibility, the, the pertinent data on call, make or break a shipment? Uh, speed to market, another of the hallmark characteristics of an ideal supply chain, right? Another key ingredient to our recipe. Mm-hmm. And actually, speed is an important aspect of most societies in our world today. The pace of business changed with the evolution of the Internet and the coming of the digital world. And we live in a time, when we think about it, where you can buy groceries from your mobile phone while you're walking to the gym, uh, while waiting for the Uber you requested via the app and checking the news feed on your face watch. Uh, I love my my Dick Tracy references when I'm <laughs> talking to people through my Apple Watch. 
Right. Um, you know, so we're an immediate society, and it's not just consumers, though. It's moved over to business. So now both personal and commercial cir- circles are hinging on speed with instantaneous and constantly streaming multiple formats of communication. Um, you can't sit anywhere without looking at a, a screen that's pumping information. There's instant news from other parts of the world. There's immediate responses from friends in another state or live conversations with your kids at home while you're at the grocery store. And I've seen it all. (laughs) But what this means for supply chain executives and and logisticians alike is, is the need to be better at getting the right product at the right time to these insistent and impatient customers. So since we're talking about a recipe for success, um, let's talk about avocados. Um, they're, they're, you know, they're one of the most complex products to ship internationally. Mm. Um, avocados don't ripen on the tree, but once they're harvested, then they need to be handled with great care. And so um, there's a complex process, and handlers actually delay the softening process by pre-cooling the fruit immediately after picking, and then during transportation, they need to be stored at optimal temperatures and shipped expeditiously so the, the cargo is at a desired state of ripeness upon reaching the destination. Well, that's great. I mean, 20 years ago, we didn't see avocados in our marketplace as prevalently. They were kind of a rare object, and now avocados are, are everywhere we turn in every grocery store. But but so who cares about all of this about avocados? Well, let's think about it. Last year, the industry was all buzzing about the first practical application of blockchain technology. And, and fresh cut flowers were the test product because of the, the, the time sensitiveness of fresh cut flowers. Um, and so, um, IBM and Maersk, the, the global shipping giant, were used IBM's version of uh, supply chain for blockchain to, to track the flowers from the producer to the port. But really, it could be any of these highly sensitive, speed-critical products that were the test. The avocado, for instance, or, or even fast fashion apparel um, at the center of Maersk, IBM, blockchain and joint ventures that they now call global trade digitization, any of these products could be an example of how blockchain technology or another digital technology can be used to share traceability data to benefit the supply chains. So we talked about speed to market and how important it is, but really it's about traceability. You know, there's a limit to how quickly even the most Organized supply chains can can prototype and manufacture and ship, and there's this whole new level of coordination that requires visibility um, and digitized data and connecting systems that are able to kind of orchestrate and manage all of this inventory and get it to the customers quickly. So when we look at all of the requirements with uh, business insight generated from structured and unstructured data and predictive analytics, that are enabling the manufacturers to know where the product is at any given time in the life cycle and then deliver through whichever channel where the consumer demand is greatest, 
this is the advent of supply chain digitization and, and the ability to transform the way we do business by moving data over the web instead of paper. Yeah, and nice. this is the key to speed. Speed of data will then eventually lead to speed to market. If a company doesn't manage those ingredients well enough, if they don't process all of that data efficiently or, or properly, what complications should they expect to run into more often than not? The results of a poorly managed supply chain are often risk, which eventually leads to failure and something is going to break. Um, just like when you know we're cooking a meal, we've got all these ingredients, but um, it's all got to come together to be the right equation. You know, there's um, some interesting recent news that illustrates this well. Uh, a few weeks ago, we didn't hear too much of it here in the U.S. because uh, most of it happened in the U.K., but us supply chain geeks love to, to dig into this news. So a few weeks ago, um, Yum Brands, the owners of uh, KFC, what we used to call Kentucky Fried Chicken, but now it's KFC only, um, they had to temporarily close more than half of their 900 stores in the United Kingdom because of a shortage of chicken in the supply chain. Now, uh, chicken shops are huge in the UK. They're actually, the, the UK is the fifth biggest market for Kentucky Fried Chicken. Wow. Um, and the shortage was because of a major logistical failure that KFC uh, ran into and with their shipping provider. Um, so there were delays in moving the goods on time, and and uh, and that caused uh, a big hiccup in their supply chain from the transportation side. It's it's complex, but basically they changed shipping providers, and the new provider wasn't totally ready for the switchover. And then just a week later the KFC outlets in the UK were hit with another snafu, and this was a gravy shortage that was caused by the same logistics provider issues. Um, and it, it really was big news over there with such an embarrassment that KFC had to take out a full-page ad in, in the newspaper uh, that said, we're sorry, a chicken restaurant without any chicken is not ideal. Thank you for bearing with us. But as we know, in, in today's consumer impatient or supply chain impatient world, consumers aren't that forgiving and there was a lot of social media outrage. So um, this is one example of where uh, a little break in your supply chain can have big ramifications. Wow. So what advice then would you give to companies who want to really endeavor to get to that true uh, supply chain visibility level? Uh, well, you know, we talked about where global trade management solutions have moved to and the technology solutions are today. You know, a decade ago, supply chain visibility was, was only available at, at the container or shipment level. I used that example at the beginning of our podcast. Um, what's in that container is more important. And today, visibility encompasses a complete view of the international supply chain. Uh, on top of that, you need full control tower visibility to give you insight into each step of the product life cycle. And, and so we talked about the integration of data, but also the integration of people and processes across the entire life cycle. And this can only be achieved through digitization. And as, 
as companies embrace digitization, we have to realize that one of the biggest benefits of digitally transforming your supply chain and all the functions in between is the increased visibility that we're looking for. The global supply chain is, is complex and, and it's dynamic, and, and we have to realize that not all global trade management solutions are created equal. Amber Road has developed a comprehensive solution which provides the deepest and broadest functional footprint, the most extensive global regulatory trade content, and the most expansive supply chain collaboration network along with a flexible software architecture of any solution out there. So we have plenty of assets for folks to access on, on our website at amberroad.com. And really, depending on the amount of time you have to invest in learning, we have on-demand recordings of webinars. We have white papers and reports that tend to be a, a little longer and deeper, or, or shorter eBooks and videos. So I encourage you to visit our, our website, dig into the resource library, but you can always reach us by email or, or follow us on social media like LinkedIn. Gary Baracco, that was a lot of great information. Thank you so much for uh, joining the podcast. And uh, I, I feel like I should say bon appetit, but I'll just say thank you, and uh, I'll talk to you again soon. Thanks so much. Inbound Logistics Magazine is the information leader in supply chain and logistics management. Start your free print and digital subscription today by visiting bit.ly slash getil. That's bit.ly slash get underscore il and stay ahead of the 3PL game. The Inbound Logistics Podcast is a production of Inbound Logistics Magazine. For the most in-depth information around logistics, transportation, and supply chain practices, get your free print and digital subscription at inboundlogistics.com slash subscribe. Connect with us via LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube for the most current developments in the industry. If you'd like to leave us some feedback or have a topic you'd like to see covered in a future episode, call our dialogue line at 888-878-3247 or leave us an email at podcast at inboundlogistics.com. I'm your host, Jeff Vita. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time here on the Inbound Logistics Podcast.